These last days, people will worship false gods. As the Antichrist arises, Christians will be persecuted. David Hevner Investigates is proud to bring you End Times Investigations. Everybody, David here. So good to be with you. Welcome, family. Hi, I love you guys. Uh, once a week, here we are. Now, I'm going to ask you a question. Have you, have you looked around lately and you're just kind of looking at things and I don't know, you're kind of thinking about things and just, it just seems like something's not right, you know? Like, like something's off. I don't know, Spencer, you, you feel like that? Like it's, like something's going to happen. Like it's just, I don't know, it, it just doesn't, I don't know, you're younger, maybe you don't feel that way. Maybe it's because I'm getting old. What, what say you? No, I, I definitely do feel that way, David. Something's in the air. You do? Yeah. And you're pretty young. You're in your late 20s, right? Yes, sir. All right. So it's not an age thing. It's a discernment thing. Folks, something strange is going on. I'm not prophesying anything. I'm not predicting the future. I'm just telling you I'm going through something right now I have not gone through in a long time. First of all, I'll tell you about California. Okay. I've been out there lately. Uh, it's a beta test for the rest of the United States, the rest of the world. There's something going on out there. It ain't natural. It is a supernatural event, and it is not of God. It is a very dark event. The uh, sun hasn't shined in a long time, uh, quite a few days. I mean, some days it has, but the weather is not uh, like it normally is. They got homeless all over the place. They're moving them into nice areas like Beverly Hills. Half of Beverly Hills is boarded up. It's crazy. You might, that's not what I want to talk about, but I just had to mention it to you. All right, so let's see, Spencer. Let's see what's in the news here. Uh, let's go to let's go to breakingnews.com and see what kind of nonsense is going on. Look at this. NBC blasted for defending "We're Coming After Your Children" chant uh, at the New York Drag Queen in March. Now, if you understand what's going on here, they are marching gay pride, gay pride, LGBTQ. Uh, transgender, it's all there. We're marching, we're standing up for it. I got pride in it, by golly. If Christians had that kind of pride, we wouldn't be in this mess. So let's look at this. Uh, okay, we've been saying this for years, it makes it worse, not better. But uh, interesting propaganda spin here, NBC says. <laughs> Listen to this. NBC earned social media mockery this week after defending we're here we're queer we're coming after your children chant heard a new york city drag mark drag queen uh, march over the weekend the articles uh, simultaneously argued the chant was only spoken by one person uno uno while also claiming it's a common phrase you know like uh, it drag marches you know like uh, you know one of the guys down here i'm not going to continue reading it but one of the drag queens says we go to our marches and we say kill 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 you know it's not a big deal we just just I don't know what we let me tell you something let me tell you something if christians yelled that they'd lock us all up and throw away the key NBC, you should be ashamed. And we're going to talk about this. How did they get away with it? And while we're on here, let's click this. What is this? Drag queen admits he's grooming children at story hour events. See, NBC plays this down. And the media plays this down. They say it's not true. They're not coming after your kids, folks. It's just something that they say. Maybe if they come after your kids, it's coming to pick them up and go buy them an ice cream. Right? Yeah, right. 
Watch Drag Queen admits he's grooming children at a story hour events. We are definitely not going to watch it, but let's see here. Lafayette, Louisiana in November uh, 18. Drag Queen are deliberately grooming the next generation to accept LGBT ideology when they read to children in public libraries at Drag Queen story hour events. Folks have been covering this for three, four years. Three or four years, there is an agenda behind it. But how in the world does this happen? How, how, how are they able to accomplish what it is that it appears that they're accomplishing? Glad you asked. Can you say the Hollywood mind control machine? Talking about the media, the media mind control machine, folks. If we don't watch what goes in our minds, Jesus talked about this. Um, Spencer, let's go to um, Romans 12. 12.2. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but this is Romans 12.2. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Don't conform. What happens is when you watch this stuff on the through the media, see, they can only get to you and sculpt your thinking uh, by going through the media. Otherwise, how would you ever know anything about it? How would you ever know uh, about 9-11? How would you ever know about Homeland Security? How would you ever know about uh, uh, the, the, the propaganda of viruses or of uh, things they want to put in your body? How would you know that? It's sculpted through the eye of the media. But whose eye is it? Is it God's eye or is it Satan's eye? I'm glad you asked that too. Colossians 3.2. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. And what does this mean? This doesn't mean to go around, just look up and pray all the time, although you can do that. This means we have to have discernment. We have to set our minds on things above, on God things. Not, not fluffy little godly things. But God things, God things are tough things. And that gives us discernment. I got a new, uh, something we just released on David Hebner TV, and I want to go to uh, a card here. This is the Hollywood mind control machine, not to David Hebner TV yet, Spencer. But I've got a new uh, series coming out on the Hollywood mind control. Let's go to that first card. Hollywood mind control machine. Who's behind it? You got that up, Spencer? Okay, well, who's behind it? The Hollywood mind control machine. You've got that card, right? It says who's behind it, what's their agenda? That's the, um, uh, is that PowerPoint dissension? Yeah, okay, let's put that up. The, um, the Hollywood mind control, okay, who's behind it? What's their agenda? What's the solution? Who am I? Me, David Hevener, and why am I doing this? Why am I talking to you about this? Now, I'm not, I don't have time to go through this whole Hollywood mind control machine, but I want to go through it enough so you'll go to David Hevener TV and you'll watch the entire thing so you can understand it, folks. But I talk about who's behind it and who am I, and most of you guys know, but if you don't, let's go to the next slide. You know, there's a lot of my videos there, uh, Spencer, you know, and then let's go to the next one. You can see, I mean, I've made over 50 movies for HBO Showtime. Okay, and then the next slide is, um, who's behind it? We have three systems, folks. It's really about five, but it makes, uh, it's, it's a major three, the political system, okay? These are the three systems of the Antichrist. This is the religious system, 
Yes, and the Antichrist is in the religious system and the cultural system. They also have the financial system, you know, the educational system. I won't go into that right now. These are the three main systems I talk about in this video. All right. What's the vehicle? Hollywood is not a system. Next card. Hollywood is a vehicle. It's what carries the systems. You have to understand this. When you watch television, you're getting the Antichrist system fed to you in politics, of finances, education, a cultural, religion. All that stuff is fed to you. All right, we're sculpted ever since we were babies. Next card. How is it done? How is it done? Movie theaters, TV, home media, VHS, DVD, social media, connected TV. We're going to talk about that. Next. What's their agenda? And I and I and I I detail this, folks. That's why you got to see it. I detailed it. It's so important for you to understand this. You can pass it on to your children, your grandchildren, if the Lord doesn't come back. And how do they do it? This is what's funny. Check this one out. You ever you ever heard of the term gaslight? A movie made in 1944 about a woman whose husband convinces her she's going insane. See, what he does, this is the turn of the century, so they had gas, they didn't have electricity. He would sneak upstairs in the middle of the night and he would shake the gas lights and she would see it shaking. And then he would come back down and she'd go, honey, did you see the, the lights shaking? He said, no, I didn't see it. And then he would take his clothes and put it in her drawer. And he'd say, honey, do you have any idea where my clothes are? She goes, no. Then he goes over to her drawer, opens it, says, well, why are they in your drawer? I, I didn't put them in my drawer. So this is gaslighting. They're telling you the things that you see, you really don't see. And they're telling you that, that, that what you do see isn't really there. And this is what the media is doing. Do you understand? If you look, let me tell you something. I get so fired up about this. If, you, if an alien come down from outer, outer space, which there's no such thing, they're demons, but if they're sitting there watching the television, they would look and go, they'd look at the TV, then look, look at people watching it, they'd look TV, look at people watching it, and they'd say, these people are crazy. They're believing this stuff? You've got to be kidding. You've got to be kidding. The reason that, we're, that they're able to sell it is because over the generations, they have gaslighted. So what happened, they made a movie called Gaslighting. It wasn't even a term until they made this movie. And from the movie, Webster actually created a definition of gaslighting next card. The psychological term gaslighting, which describes the form of psychological abuse in which the victim is gradually manipulated into doubting his or her, her own insanity, originated from the play and its two films adaptations. The fictional work is also considered the first artistic portrayal of this type of psychological abuse. The term is created from the movie, psychological abuse. Do you hear that? But they've been doing it for years. Next slide. Started in the 40s, 50s with, with the uh, military. Matter of fact, my guest is in the military. I'm going to bring him on in a moment. You, ever, you don't remember, unless you're as old as me or older, but you go to a movie and you say, they're selling you war bonds. Why? They, got, they need money. How do they raise money? Start a war. Then they can sell bonds. People are, David, you're crazy. I am. All right, television. They, they needed to get to the woman of the house, and so they decided they needed the TV in every room. 
Next card, please. Spencer, a TV in every room. They did. What did they come up with? Soap operas. They started gaslighting and started manipulating and started mind controlling the women sitting at home. And what's a soap opera? Well, the guiding light, days of our lives, the world. No, it was a it was a 15-minute TV show selling soap. Selling soap. That's how they because they knew that they need to sell soap. But what they put in this 15 minutes? Adultery, sex, drugs, alcohol, all kinds of craziness. And women watch this stuff. And they expanded it to a half hour and then the soap operas to an hour. And then I remember coming home. My mom, rest her soul, beautiful, lovely, godly woman. And I say godly, but back then she was watching soap operas. She was hooked on soap operas. And I was in Hollywood. I was on a lot of different shows, but I was on, uh, I think, Days of Our Lives. And I told mom, I said, oh, mom, on Days of Our Lives. You would have thought I just won an Academy Award. She goes, you're on Days of Our Lives? And she knew the story about every character. And I said, mom. Calm down. This is just like a soap. Anyway, women hooked on it. So I want to know, Shanita, if anybody out there was hooked on soap operas. All right. We've got to speed through this because i got a lot to cover, and I want to bring my guests on about, over this. All right. Uh, first VHS released in 72. DVD was released in 1996. Over 10 million VHS were sold in one year. Over 80 million DVDs sold in one year. But wait a minute. What about VHS? How did that come to be? All these VHS machines in people's homes? How did, how did, did they just snap their finger one time and this VHS SS popped up into people's homes? No, let me show you how they got there. Next card, please. Pornography. You see, that's how they got it. They created pornography on a VHS tape and they told all these sex addicts, if you'd like to watch this in the privacy of your own home, then you need to buy this machine. It's called a VHS. Back then it might've been, I don't know, beta something, whatever. And then you can take this tape and you can play it in the privacy of your own dark dungeon. And so that's how they got all these VHS machines into the homes until it came to the tipping point they could get enough movies, enough machines in there, they could print enough movies. And that's how they got all the garbage into your home that the kid's watching it. Then it went from DVD and then it went, you know, on and on and on and on. Next card and then I'm gonna be done with it because I want you guys to watch this show. Social media, 200, 220 million individuals in the US use social media, more than that. 45% of the children use social media. One out of every child will see pornographic images on social media. Folks, I did this two, uh, two years ago. Now, would you believe it's up to three out of four? Three out of four are seeing pornography or kids. It's disgusting. Anyway, I'm going to bring my guest on just for a moment after we go to these commercials. And I'm going to, he's in the military. We're going to talk about things they put in your body and also mind control, how this works. All right. So I want you to stay with me. I'm David Hebner, and we'll be right back. When you're fed the truth instead of the, uh, you know, nonsense, that's when you start healing. The reason people are depressed and have anxiety is because they're told that what they're seeing isn't really there, gaslighting. Folks, when we expose Satan, it's tough at first. It's a tough pill to swallow, but we got to do it, Jesus said. And the Bible says, 
that if we do not have knowledge, people suffer. So we are going to make sure you don't suffer, okay? I'm going to bring my guest on, uh, Mr. Tom, Tom Havlin. Uh, 36 years working with the military, 16 years in the Air Force. Tom, you there with me, buddy? I am, David. Thanks for having me on the show. And You're I welcome. You. I couldn't agree with you more, by the way, what you've been talking about with the whole Hollywood thing. You know, my father used to say, you are what you eat, and that just doesn't go for food. It also goes for what you take into consumption with you know the media and television and Hollywood. So thank you. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I wasn't even going to bring that up, but I'm glad you did. Thank you very much. So you see, you're not really into the Hollywood thing, but, but of course you're into the military and you've got a story we're going to tell, but, but just listening at it from a distance, you didn't know what I was going to say, but you, you, you jived with it, right? I mean, it makes sense. Oh, absolutely. And, and what you said uh, just, just a minute ago about the fact that people need to know the truth, even though they're, you know, Satan is a is a he's a, the the leader of chaos, right? That's what he wants. He wants you to be confused. So right. the the kind of uh, shows that you're promoting your audience to take a look at will help give them the truth, so that they combat Satan. Uh, absolutely. And and I'm, I, by the way, um, I I don't want to get into the topic really deep right now of what we're going to talk about, but I want to tie your background which is military, in with the media, ask you this question, and we haven't talked about this. By the way, Tom, you have been 16 years with the Air Force, electrical engineer. Um, you uh, turned down, you rejected something that they required of you, and you decided to actually expose it. You actually lost your job uh, with working with the military after 36 years, right? That's right. Yeah, I actually, I, I spent 20 years in the Air Force, retired as a major, um, and then spent 16 years after that as a defense contractor working with the Air Force. And okay. then in October of 2021, the the thing that they wanted to put into my body, I didn't want put into my body. So I turned that down and lost my job. Yeah, well, we're going to talk about that. But I want to tie media into military. I don't know if anyone's ever asked you this, you ever thought about it. Are people's opinions, their attitudes, their ideas sculpted through the media when it comes to the military? Meaning, is the media portraying the military truthfully, or is it taking and turning it into something that maybe it's not? If so, what's their agenda? You know, I... Americans still, I think, uh, are proud of their military. You know, I hear people say, you know, thank you for your service, those kind of things. And right. I think people are still respectful. We'll find out tomorrow when a lot of people march in Fourth of July parades. Yeah. But so, as, as being in the military for 36 years, you know, working with it and in it, I saw a tremendous change from the time I first got in, David, to the time uh, that I finally left uh, two years ago. And it's it's a it's not a good change. They've it's really not, fallen into the woke ideology, and it's not good. Yeah, but don't you agree that it's the media, it's the eye of the media that sculpts our opinions, our attitudes, our thinking? Because how am I going to know what you're doing unless the media tells me? I can't get on a horse and buggy and drive over there. Absolutely, and and the media is telling you that everything's fine right now in our military. What I'm saying, from seeing it on the inside, everything is not fine. Well, a, thank you. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. It's there why why tom why aren't they you know why does it go from things aren't fine and i'm going to find out from you what's not fine in a moment 
But why does it go from things aren't fine, because you're in, you know reality, to the desk of, a, of an announcer, you know, on television, a reporter so-called, I use the term loosely, where is the disconnect? Is it intentional that they don't want to tell the truth? Is someone instructing them? Is there some overall big agenda? I think there is a top-down overall big agenda. One of the things, you know, you were talking at the very beginning of the show about the whole LGBTQ community. And in the last about five years or so of my uh, defense contractor career with the Air Force, and even somewhat in my military career, they started pushing uh, the whole LGBTQ agenda in terms of, hey, let's celebrate Pride Day. Let's celebrate Pride Month. And right. it, was, it was kind of shocking to those of us who had gotten in and been in the Air Force in the, in the 1980s and into the 90s when there wasn't any talk about, you know, it was basically just do your job, defend the country. You swore an oath to the Constitution. Right. There was no talk about what your sexuality was, and people just, you know, right. didn't talk about it. Right, right. And and, and I'm going to get in this in a moment, but you've got, see, it's not like it's the young guys, Tom. It's not like it's, it's the it's the kids in the military. You know, it's not like, it's it's your older five stars, right, that are, that, that are help, helping with this propaganda. Absolutely. Why in the world? Why? How does it? How, how did they get to them? Did they did they brainwash them? Did they offer them something? I'm talking about the five star generals and the and the higher ups, the brass. I think uh, the the guidance must have come down from the you know, White House, you know, because the president is the commander in chief. That that kind of uh, policy was going to be promoted. So then colonels and generals who wanted to work their way up the chain of command knew they, they were going to have to bow to the whole LGBTQ and the whole critical race theory type of, you know, things going on that in order to get promoted. So what we have in those high positions now are leaders who bowed the knee to, the, to those kind of policies. And it's a shame. Yeah, it, it really is. It really is. Um, I guess they're afraid they're going to lose their job. And, and speaking of losing their job, um, uh, I, I want to talk to you for a moment about, um, and, and, and folks, we're going to go underground in, in a few minutes and we're going to dissect this with Tom and also the other things. I'm going to take your, your questions and, and your comments. But they wanted you to put something in your body, okay? Um, you refused all right as a matter of fact you didn't just refuse but I, I believe god told you to write something up and send an email and you knew once you press that button to send that the thirty thousand people that email out something would happen can you kind of give me a, a a thunder tour of that yeah be happy to david uh yeah god really did speak to me in that moment like I said, I was 61 years old at the time. So I was at the tail end of my career. But I still wanted to work for another four or five years because I had two children in college at the time. So, and there's university expensive. But right. uh, the mandates came out in uh, October, September, October of 2021. I didn't want to put the thing in my body that they wanted me to put in my body. And uh, a three-star Air Force general had written an email trying to guilt those of us who hadn't done that yet to take that step. And I wrote him back an email saying, shame on you. Instead of standing up for our right to decide for ourselves whether or not to put this thing in my body, you chose to spend your time trying to guilt those of us, you know, who hadn't done it to do it. Shame on right. you. 
And I right. didn't just send that email to him. Like, as you said, I sent it to all 30,000 people with a work at Wright Patterson Air Force Base, Ohio. And I did it for a couple of reasons. I did it as encouragement to those who felt like I did. It felt like they were being wronged, that they didn't have the medical autonomy that they wished to have. And I th also thought it was ethically wrong. I also thought it was scripturally wrong as well. You know, your body's a vessel and you shouldn't put anything in it that you don't believe is gonna be good for your body. So I, for a multitude of reasons, you know, the Nuremberg Code as well was another reason. The data itself was out there was saying that uh, there was problems with the thing they wanted to put in your body. So I Tell everybody, Tom, what the Nuremberg Code was, just so they understand. Yeah, after World War II, at the end of World War II, the Allies came up with a something called the Nuremberg Code, which basically said that because uh, many of the Nazi German scientists had conducted cruel and unusual experiments on the Jews and others uh, in Germany without informed consent, right. really horrible things. And they were tried for right. I think there were uh, 18 doctors tried for it, of which I believe seven of them were hanged. <laughs> and so that's, yeah. how, that's how it was enforced. But basically, mm -hmm. uh, so the Allies set up a, a Nuremberg Code uh, to basically say that, hey, from now on, uh, if you're going to be the test subject of an experiment, you need to be able to provide informed consent. And that means knowing how long the experiment is going to last, what, what the expected results are, are there any side effects, all there's a whole list of things that are involved in informed consent, none of which we had for what was going on in, in uh, fall of 2021. Yeah, yeah. When we come back, um, I'm gonna ask you about, you're investigating the people, uh, the, the, uh, embalmers, people that mm -hmm. embalm bodies and what they're finding in these people that put things in their body, put things in their body. Um, hey, Spencer, before we go though, you heard a story, uh, you read something uh, this week, uh, there was a, a bodybuilder uh, who put something in his body. And uh, he was pretty well known. He was an influencer, right? Yes, sir. Uh, what happened to him, Spencer? Well, uh, he came to peer pressure, even though he's very conscious of what he puts in his body as a bodybuilder. Uh, had 8, right. million, 8 million followers on Instagram, but he passed away two days ago. Even after having two uh, blood purifying cleanses that he went through, he still still passed away from heart mm -hmm. issues. Well, and, and, and he was, he did this recently because he was uh, under a lot of peer pressure. Uh, well, so he, he went did through it. Four, four different, through four different times. There was, he got, whoa. So. Wow. I know. That's crazy. Wow. Spencer, um, I think he actually had a brain aneurysm. Yeah. And it may have been uh, due to one of these uh, white fibers uh, clots that we'll be talking about. Yeah. Yeah. These white fibers. Yeah. Uh, so, Tom, I want you to stay with me. When we come back, we're going to be getting into detail on the things that they wanted us to put in our body. And now what uh, uh, embalmers, uh, the embalmers, I guess, Embalmer Association, what they're finding. So, Tom, Havlin, stay with me. Okay, buddy? Will do. All right. Thank you so much. A mighty warrior for God, 36 years uh, uh, working for you, working for me, the government, military, 16 years uh, in the Air Force. Um, I, I don't want you going anywhere because Shanita's coming back and uh, she's, uh, she's going to be talking about things that you and I need to put in our body. And I'm going to tell you what that is right now. We need to put in our body, the brain, the word of God in our brain. We're going to be doing prayer requests, praise reports. We're going to be praying for you. Uh, so stay with me. We'll be right back. Okay. 
So we've been praying for Felicita and God gave her a job. Oh, I thought and you were going to say he gave her a pillow. Go ahead. Oh, All right. I'm, I'm sure. with you. And, and then I'm just really encouraged by Annette's faith. She is believing that this four-year-old who drowned in his bathtub, even though currently the doctor says there's no brain activity, that he will be fully resurrected, fully restored. Oh, okay. Praise God. I, I, yeah. And I, I hurt for that family. Pray for that yes. family, that little four-year-old. Um, what kind of other prayer, uh, uh, praise reports? And let's go to prayer request. We're praying for Chris. We are praying for Terry, We're praying for Greg's recovery from surgery, and for Sue in England, for Joe and Gemma in England after suffering a miscarriage. And I know we have some others coming in as we're speaking, so we will be covering those when we meet for prayer tomorrow night. And I just want to say thank you to the new people who just joined us last week for prayer. And then to the actors, one drove from Nashville to Atlanta today, and it was just yeah. so encouraging to meet people. Uh, and we had a fabulous uh, day. We're thankful for our host. Absolutely, Shanita. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you. And I, I love the new studio you have. I'll have to come and visit it sometime. I didn't love hear you. that. Sorry. You, it's probably better you didn't hear it. That was an act of God. It was one of my snide comments. I said, I love your new studio that you have. I'm going to oh. come and visit it sometime. So, and it'll probably be later on this evening. So, uh, anyway, all right. Love I got you. Thank the best you. seat in the house. You know that everybody wants my seat. <laughs> all right. You got to flush your Satan down the drain. That's all <laughs> I have to say. All right. Love you. Got to do you. business. Yep. All right. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I'm going to be at uh, Go You Therefore Conference 2022. I'm going to be speaking with a whole bunch of great speakers. Uh, just go to, uh, you can see uh, Mike Spaulding, uh, Derek Gilbert, uh, Derek and Sharon, Michael Lake, I mean, L.A. Marzulli. I mean, it goes on and on and on. Folks, go to, um, what is it, Spencer? Uh, go, go there, conference.com. Go there, get your tickets. I'll be there. The last uh, weekend of Sherry Tenpenny is going to be there. Love Sherry. She's great. Uh, and I'll be uh, finishing up the uh, whole conference Saturday night. Uh, we're going to know we know God's going to be there. Not because we're there, but we know God's going to be there because we're there. Two or more are gathered in his name. All right. Listen, everybody, we're going to let's go to the Lord in prayer. We're believing like as if you go to a doctor, a specialist, hey, this specialist is the best in the world. This specialist can heal you. This is the greatest surgeon uh, and you're going to be fine. You're going to be fine. So let, let's go. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Um, thank you, Spencer, uh, for uh, uh, doing all you do. All right. Thank you, Lord, for loving us. We, we praise you. We thank you for your word. We thank you for these words you've given us tonight, but you're not done, Father. You, you just started. And I'm praying for each and every person out there listening to my voice. There's people out there that are hurting right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, I'm commanding a healing. I'm commanding a healing over the lady that's got knee problems, over the man with prostate problems. There's someone out there who's got some dental work going on. It's really been painful. Father, comfort those that have lost loved ones like the parents of that little four-year-old. And if, if it's your will, we would like to command a raising of the dead. You said, greater things you will do, meaning us. Heal, 
cast out demons, speak the truth, and raise the dead. Father, I pray for the children that are lost in human trafficking, the children that have runaways, the children are being abused right now. I'm, I'm asking for protection, as we always do. I'm asking for supernatural event. Demon, you have no right to our children. You will not, you will lay your hands off. You will, Satan, you will depart. You will go back to hell. You have no right to the children. Right now, we are asking God that those children that are in bondage, the chains being broken, that they will be set free. Father, those caught up in addic addiction, those that are caught up in relationships they know they shouldn't be in, though that, those that don't have relationships that wish they did, asking for you to comfort the lonely. Those that are having mental issues, emotional issues, right now, anxiety is gone. Demon of anxiety, of fear, you are gone in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father, for being a, a loving God. We ask that you forgive our sins. We repent for this nation, even though this nation does not want to repent. Father, if it's possible, we ask forgiveness, if it's possible. But the people, many, do not repent. I'm asking that you touch hearts. But those that you know, you are touching their hearts now, and they are with us right now. Thank you for each and every person that you brought together. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey everybody, David Havener. Welcome, welcome, welcome out there, Roku, Amazon, Apple TV, uh, and all the podcast platforms. What do we do? Well, we do crazy things. We tell the truth, at least the way we see it, what we believe God gives us. But here's the main thing. It's not even telling the truth. It's being, being willing to stand up. And say that the emperor has no clothes, saying there's an elephant in the room and nobody else wants to talk about it. That's what we do. Okay. Now, I can't tell you everything we say is always truth. Maybe it's conjecture, but we say, hey, it's conjecture. We investigate what's happening today and we tie it to the Bible. Okay. That's what we do. I'm so glad to have you every week. Welcome to DavidHeavener.tv. Well, what happens? What happens when you have a virus? It came from, I don't know, a bat having sex with a gorilla and birthing something that floated into the air, you know, from a China, Chinese market and happens to end up in the United States. What happens when you have such a thing? And of course, that's so common. We all understand that that's perfectly logical. So you have this pandemic and people are dying and you know they're dying. How do you know they're dying, David? Didn't you see all the news footage? Didn't you look at... Uh, CNBC and NBC and ABC and all those BCs, didn't you see the truth? I mean, they'll show you, you know, uh, the, uh, the, the semis pulling up, doors opening and loading, uh, you know, the bodies into there. Of course, yeah, that's how we know it was a pandemic. It was terrible, terrible. So therefore, since you have a bad problem like that, a pandemic, you have to have a solution to go with it, right? Of course you do. So now you got to have a, something to put in your body. You have to have a vaccine. The vaccine's good. The vaccine takes care of this terrible thing that was, uh, you know, when the bat uh, impregnated uh, the gorilla and the virus floated over to the United States and landed on you and landed on me. So, so we 
put the thing in our body, or maybe we don't. The question is, people did. And the question is, what happened? And the answer is, we're going to tell you, because we have somebody here with us tonight. Military, 36 years. Well, 16 years in military, Air Force. He knew it wasn't right. He felt something. You see, folks, when you're a child of God and you guys are children of the living God, you have the mind of Christ, you see. And it's very hard to gaslight the mind of Christ, though it is possible. Well, it's not possible, but even if possible, it would deceive the very elects. That's what the Bible says. But you see, we have the mind of Christ. We don't take it for granted. Because the only way we can do it is understand that if not for the grace of God, we would be there. You see? So we feel it. We know it. We know. We sniff it. We know something's not right. So we decide not to take the virus. We decide not to take these boosters. And now we see what's happening, what's coming out of all this. My guest, Mr. Tom Havland. Tom, you there with me, buddy? I am, David. And you're right. right. Uh, I was thinking all those things back in 2021, as we talked about in the first part of the program. By the time that the uh, mandates came out for the military, the government civilians, and then yeah. also defense contractors, which I was one at the time in October of 2021, I, we already knew there were problems with the vaccine. You know, they had stopped the Johnson and Johnson shot, if you remember, in April of that yeah. year because of clotting problems, particularly in women, young pregnant women. Um, by the fall of 2021, I knew through looking at documents that were coming out of the government of the UK, their, their version of the CDC is called Public Health England or UK Health Security Agency. Mm -hmm. They were showing in their documents hundreds of thousands of breakthrough cases of COVID amongst the fully vaccinated. So I knew that the, the uh, vaccines weren't working that well. So I said, hey, I, you know, I don't want to take this. I'm worried about side effects. But we also heard things about myocarditis, you know, at that time as well. Right. And so I said I didn't want to take the shot. I wound up, like I said, getting fired from my $165,000 a year job. I, I left with a bang, though. I told the three-star general off and tried to encourage other people to think about twice before you get the, get the shot. But uh, – that led me into kind of some research on the, on the jab. And then uh, this last year in 2022, the week of Thanksgiving, the film Died Suddenly came out. I'm sure that some of your viewers may have seen this already. It uh, came out on the Stu Peters Network on Rumble. Right. And the, the film's about an hour-long documentary. About half the film is devoted to these uh, six or seven embalmers. They were finding these white fibrous clots inside their corpses that they've never seen before in the you know 20, 30, 40 years that they've been embalming. Right. So I, I started to watch the movie, and at first it was kind of kooky. They started off with like Bigfoot and the moon landing, and I wasn't sure I was gonna watch it. I said, what, what, what's all this about? But I'm glad I stuck with the film because at the 13 minute and 15 second mark, an amazing statement was made. And an uh, embalmer from the state of Indiana, his name is Mr. Wallace Hooker was recently speaking at an Ohio Embalmers Association conference in Columbus, Ohio, on the 26th of October of this last year, 2022. And he was mm -hmm. speaking to a room of about 100 embalmers. And during that uh, conference, he showed photographs of these white fibrous clots. And he said, well, how many of you have been seeing these same white fibrous clots that I've been pulling out of my courses? And he said, almost the entire room of 100 embalmers raised their hands. Yes, they were. He then asked him, well, when did you start seeing these clots? And all of them 
agreed that was about in the middle of 2021 after the rollout of the COVID-19 vaccines. Mm. So, mm. Wow. You know, regardless of what else happened in the movie, that was an amazing statement, right, David? Right, right. But Tom, how do you connect with that? Did you do some research with uh, embalmers? Did you talk to embalmers to see if this stuff's legit? I did. The, the very next day, in fact, I went to bed that night. I got up the next morning and said, you know, I don't think any reporter is going to chase after this story. So I myself called the Ohio Embalmers Association. They're located in Cincinnati, Ohio. I live in Dayton, about an hour north of them. So I called them. I talked to their president, Mr. Dan Becker, their vice president, a Mr. Woody Wilson, and their secretary, Mr. David Hicks. I asked all three gentlemen, did you happen to be in the room at the time that the 100 embalmers supposedly raised their hand saying yes? Well, unfortunately, none of the three gentlemen happened to be in the room at that time. However, the third gentleman, uh, the second vice president, Mr. Woody Wilson, who has his own uh, funeral home that he owns up in Marysville, Ohio, about an hour north of me, and he does his own embalming. A lot of funeral home directors do their own embalming. Says, Tom, yeah. I'm seeing the white fibrous clots too. So I said, yeah. wow, that's a big deal, right? We have an official officer of the Ohio Embalmers Association corroborating with these six or seven uh, embalmers and died suddenly said they were seeing. Mm, are these clots killing the people or they just happen to be an after effect, uh, afterthought of the people dying of something else regarding the, the jab? It's my the personal belief. It's my personal belief, David, and those are the embalmers I talked to, the ones that are in died suddenly. I'm in communication with all of them right. and others as well. That okay. the clots are being formed pre-death and they are the cause of strokes and heart attacks. That makes sense, right? If they're blocking your veins and arteries. And, you know, or an embolism breaks off, it could go to a critical juncture in your circulatory system and cause a stroke or a heart attack. Right. So what yeah. I did then, when I said that, yeah, there must be a survey, we must do a survey, is then I conducted a survey that's first started in the United States. And then I actually uh, continued to do it in Canada, the UK, Australia, and New Zealand to try to corroborate what these six or seven embalmers and died suddenly said they were seeing. And the mm -hmm. results, David, are shocking. Out of 179 embalmers that responded to the survey worldwide, 119 of them, which is almost exactly two-thirds, 66%, are indeed seeing these white fibrous clots, the same ones that the, the six or seven embalmers that died suddenly said they were seeing. Wow. And, yeah. Yeah, what, what most people don't, and I want to get back to your story in a second, but I want to take a little detour. What people, most people don't understand, I'm going to do a whole show about this, folks, is that the COVID was actually, the coronavirus was actually a pathogen, and it was isolated in 1965. Most people don't understand that. It, back in the 1960s, uh, which is when they were brought, they brought scientists and doctors over from Germany that were uh, testing these Jews, they performed those kind of tests here in the United States, a lot of people don't understand this, uh, that the U.S. brought these people in. That's actually what episode two and three of Last Evangelist is about. It's about this this the same subject. But but the thing is, is that this was invented, this was discovered and isolated a long time ago, okay? Uh, and, and in 1967, they did the first inoculation on people with the coronavirus. They were testing this, Tom. So I had to bring that out because it's just a little, I'm not going to get into it. But all of this stuff they knew years and years earlier, okay? Why in the world, you're in the military, why does the military not know the simple things that I'm saying 
Why do they not step up? After all, they're the military, Tom. They're supposed to take care of the people, right? Absolutely. It, it, well, it's, you know, it's my belief that there are probably a lot of people in, or maybe not a lot, but there were people in DARPA, the Defense uh, Department's, you know, uh, kind of research, top secret research yeah. branch, that probably did know about this, and others high within the military that didn't know about this, but have kept it quiet for, for uh, reasons of secrecy. Because if you think about it, you know, that their job is to defend the United States of America, and there's kinetic weapons that you can develop, and then there's also right. biological warfare that can be done as well. So you have to prepare for offensive and defensive capabilities for biological warfare, even though you okay. may not publicly be saying that you're doing it. All right, but this isn't this biological warfare? I Absolutely. Mean, okay, and my question is, because you were in the military, is this military supposed to defend the people or the government? The military is supposed to defend the people, right? The, the whole purpose of a government is to defend the rights of us, the citizens, our God-given rights. Right. And they've done a poor job of it, haven't they? They've, they've actually done the opposite. They've had us turn over a lot of our rights and give it up in for a sense of false security. Yeah, absolutely. So anyway, you wouldn't take it, okay? And you had people that took it. Did you have anybody you knew personally that suffered consequences because they took uh, took the, the shot? Uh, I have some friends who have uh, relatives, close relatives, brothers and, and parents who passed away after taking the vaccine. Yeah. Or I have others that actually uh, didn't have problems, uh, didn't pass away from the vaccine complications, but when they were hospitalized for COVID, they were treated poorly. They were not given, you know, any yeah. kind of early treatments. They were denied uh, water and food nourishment, and they were given remdesivir. remdesivir yeah. put on ventilators when they may not have necessarily needed a ventilator. So yeah. I think a lot of people actually passed away. And I'm not trying to belittle, you know, COVID itself was a nasty virus. I'm not saying it wasn't nasty. And I'm not saying COVID yeah. didn't kill people. I think it did. Yeah, yeah. But so did the flu. Yeah. But it, and one of the, the second question to my survey, by the way, of the 179 embalmers, is I asked them, when did you start first seeing these white fibrous clots? And what's interesting is, is there were out of the 119 that saw the clots, 44 of the embalmers did see them starting in the year 2020, which is the year we had COVID, but no vaccines yet. Ooh. So oh. that indicates that now the COVID virus itself, you know, has a spike protein on its surface, right? Right. And we right. believe the spike protein is leading to the formation of what's called amyloid proteins, A-M-Y-L-O-I-D. Right. Misshaped or misfolded proteins then become hard for our body to break down. Right. We all have a natural enzyme called a plasmin that's used to break down normal clotting in the body. But if the uh, clot is misshapenly folded, it becomes hard for that enzyme plasmin to attach and, and then the clots tend to persist. Mm. But what we think happened in the years 2021 and beyond when we got the vaccines is that effect got supercharged because a lot more embalmers saw the clots starting in 2021. Over 100 embalmers saw the clots starting in 2021 and into 2022 and 2023. Yeah. So yeah. what we think happened there, David, is that you, the uh, mRNA injections were supposed to just stay in your upper arm, right? Yeah. Produce just enough of the spike protein to elicit an immune response for just a few days to a week or so, just enough to get you ready for COVID if it came. But yeah. we now know that's not what happened. That mRNA yeah. goes all over your body, turning your entire body into a spike protein factory, and it can do this function for up to months at a time. So yeah. it's not surprising that it could be that, you know, leading to the formation of these misshapen, 
misfolded amyloid proteins, these white fibrous clots, and mm -hmm. then clog up your arteries and veins and cause a heart attack or a stroke. Yeah, we're gonna take some hand raising just one second. And uh, you know, I can tell you why the media does what they do, why they censor the truth and why they conjure up this nonsense uh, simply because they work for the Antichrist. I can tell you that because that's my world. Uh, but even, uh, and I'm not gonna mention the name, but even a major drug company, they were testing vaccines back in the 1990s and they discovered, and remember I told you the coronavirus was, was uh, it was contained back in the mid nineties, but they discovered that these vaccines they were giving people that the virus would mutate. There's no way that they could contain that virus. There's no way that any vaccine could ever work. My question, and I'm gonna ask you guys, I wanna raise your hand, what is their agenda? If if they know something doesn't work, well, first of all, do you believe that it was planted? Do you believe that this bat did, uh, you know, flourish this virus? Number one, yes. number two is, do you? I mean, the vaccine. If they know that it is not going to work, if the if the virus mutates, what's their agenda? Tom, I'll ask you first, and then I want to take some hand raising. Well, I think they've already determined that patients zero, one, and two all, all happen to work at the. Wuhan Institute of Virology. So that, that's a pretty good indication of where the virus first started. You know, yeah. it'd, be a major, it'd be a major coincidence that the, the, the wet market that just happens to be really close to that building is yeah. know, where it happened naturally. So I, I'm a firm believer that it was actually gain-of-function research and it escaped from the lab. And, and I think both the Chinese and the United States are to blame for the creation yeah. of the virus. Yeah, I think it was intentional. Uh, that's my opinion, just from the small amount of research I did, but a lot of interviews I've done. I interviewed one prominent doctor when it first started. Uh, he had no idea what this was gonna end up being. This was, uh, I don't know, April or May of 2020. No, 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 February 2020, maybe January. And I said, why is this happening in China? And he said, because there's a curse on China. So a year later, I call him and I say, What's the curse on America now? But uh, what, what's going on now? You, he, he couldn't say much. So, okay, I want to open it up, Helva. How are you doing, Helva? I'm doing fine, David. Thank you. Yeah. Are you in Canada still, or did you escape? Not yet. Working on it. Okay. All right. So, well, we're praying for you. Uh, anything you want to tell us about Canada real quick before we get started? Anything new that we need to know about? Oh, yeah. Um, our government decided that um, homeopathic medicines and and those kinds of things are soon to be legal to import into the country. Oh, you mean they're illegal as if like heroin is illegal? Uh, homeopathic drugs are illegal? Yeah. Any, anything homeopathic, I think they're going to start blocking the imports into the country. Of course they will. Of course they will, because, well, it, you know, big pharma. So, all right, Helva. I uh, actually have a question for Helva. Okay, my, go ahead. My question to you, Helva, is uh, recently there has been a national citizens inquiry in Canada where embalmers and others have been coming forward to talk about the uh, effects of the vaccine. And there's an embalmer named Laura Jeffrey who came forward and spoke. There were some other, a uh, couple of uh, embalmers and funeral home directors in the province of Manitoba that came forward. Has there been much press in Canada, anything on the news about the National Citizens Inquiry and what they've been discovering in terms of 
problems with the vaccine or is that being suppressed? Um, I don't watch mainstream news, um, um, but I haven't even been hearing uh, about it on the underground news that I listen to. You, wow. you have not at all. Okay. No. Okay. okay. Isn't, that, isn't that a shame, David? Yeah. There's so yeah. much censorship. You know, even, they, they don't even know that this is going on. No, I listen. I know that's that that's a whole nother story, Canada. Uh, but Helga, who do we have with their hand up? No one at the moment. All right, who wants to get their hand up and ask Tom a question? Otherwise, we're going to keep talking about Canada until we start talking about Trudeau. And I really don't <laughs> care to go down that road. Uh, no, we're not talking about Trudeau because I don't have a barf bag handy. Sorry. <laughs> okay. By the way, David, the one other uh, item that's really yeah. critical of my survey is, like I said, 119 embalmers are seeing the clots out of 179. Most of them consensus agrees that they started seeing after the vaccines rolled out in 2021. And right. the really shocking thing is that we asked the embalmers, what percentage of your corpses do you see these clots in? And the, the, the answers are just shocking. Out of the 119 embalmers that saw the clots, 39 of them saw, saw the clots in between 1% to 20% of their corpses. Another 29 embalmers saw the clots between 21 and 40% of their corpses. Another 30 embalmers saw the clots between 41 to 60% of their corpses. And would you even believe that 17 embalmers said they're seeing these clots between 61 to 80% of their corpses? And they're still happening. They're still seeing them in 2023. Wow. Wow. And, so and, and it, it's yeah, not a rare phenomenon. Yeah. Oh, Let me know. Just interrupt me if someone breaks their hand well, up. Sunshine, Sunshine has her hand up. But um, oh. before that, um, are the embalmers tracking um, which of these, uh, the patients with the clots, if they've been vaccinated or not? Like, is it? 100% of vaccinated are having clots or like what's the percentage of vaccinated? For the ones that answered the survey, we did not ask that question. And it's kind of a touch and go thing because you remember the families are grieving over the loss of their loved one, right? So it, you have to be very careful. And a lot of times embalmers themselves don't come in contact with the family as much. Uh, you know, the funeral directors, but like, like I said, a lot of the funeral directors actually do their own embalming. So the ones that have, the ones, uh, the few that I've talked to from Died Suddenly that have been, that have been asking, it's almost 100% that whenever they ask the family, was your uh, loved one vaccinated? The answer is yes. Wow. That's, yeah. uh, wow. Okay. Thank you. Um, okay, Sunshine, you got your hand up? I do. Um, hey. I would, hi there. How are you, David? Hi, good. Uh, I would like to ask this gentleman something regarding the coronavirus, um, I, because I'm not sure of your age, I'm 67, and I remember being in California in 1964 when, when um, they were, my mother was talking about this virus that had come over from China, and she called it the coronavirus. I grew up knowing about the coronavirus. Mm -hmm. I also grew up knowing that the other thing that she was concerned most about was China trying to ultimately become the world's only superpower. So they were focusing on uh, the genocide of the American people. Um, and that's what I grew up hearing my whole life. And it just looks like um, this, it looks like same, same thing, different, same virus, different strain. And I just wondered what your opinion was on 
the idea that China is still back to trying to commit genocide so they can be the world's ultimate superpower. What do you think about that? You know, I'm not sure that's going on because uh, despite the low numbers that China reports in terms of numbers of deaths from COVID, I think a lot of people, a lot more than they reported, have actually passed away from both the virus and from their their the way they handled the virus once it, once it came out in terms of their their vaccines and and their lockdowns and that whole strategy. Well, so well, I, I, I subscribe more to the theory that it was an accidental release uh, of the virus in the lab at Wuhan. But that, 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 but that then was used by tyrants around the world to 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 push tyrannical policies on us and have us give up our freedoms. I think they they took that as a you know let no crisis go to waste. But what okay. I want to say to that, though, is that China per capita has, what, five times the amount of people in China than they do in, in, in America. And I don't suppose that would bother them so much if they lost a lot of people <laughs> compared to if they got rid of all the American people. Not, you know, not all, but enough to make us a lesser superpower. And so, and that was the thing that my mother said. And I actually remember her her talking about that. They have so many more people. If you run them, you know, one person holding on to the next person, you could run them across the entire globe. I mean, yeah. it was that way in the 60s. That's 50 some yeah. years ago, but who's counting? But my, yeah. my point is there's yeah. a lot more people there, so it wouldn't offend them. So just I just wanted to give you another perspective. That was all okay. I was trying to do. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Sunshine. I appreciate it. Uh, I know Betty, uh, how about Betty has her hand up? Yeah, uh, Betty, um, before you go on, I just want to say something real quick, not to Sunshine, but to everybody. We must remember that we're stepping into a time of a one world government. OK, um, it's no more rogue countries anymore. Uh, you can bet that these big that uh, the, um, the Illuminati has gotten a hold and they've embraced this. And Russia, if you want to look at the natural, is tying with China. They have to. They have to do it uh, with energy, oil the dollar and so forth. So China's not gonna do anything that's gonna injure Russia and vice versa. But even past that, it's operated by a deep state, which is even a puppeteer that, that orchestrates this whole thing. So I just wanna throw that out. Uh, Betty, how are you? Oh, I'm doing fine, how are you? Good, thank you. I won't be able to come to there for this year, so I'm sorry. I Betty, my heart's broken. and I know, yeah. mine too. <laughs> yeah, well, I think Jesus is coming back because the fact you're not coming to the conference means something's really strange is going on. So That's fine. Just, uh, I came yesterday. I would have been ready. But anyway, <laughs> uh, I just have a really crazy question, really off-the-wall question. And uh, years ago, I did 28 years in the military. Air Force, and I was NDI. I don't. I'm sure you know what that is, non-destructive inspector. But we had to get the anthrax shot. It was forced mm. on us, just like what these guys are doing. I was wondering, did you have to get it, being a major? Because there was a lot of officers that didn't get it, and I wondered why the enlisted and the officers were divided. So I always thought we were guinea pigs. You know, Betty, I, I I think that you have something there. Uh, I was fortunate enough at the time the first Gulf War uh, kicked off, I was at Langley Air Force Base, Virginia, as a either a lieutenant or a young captain. And um, I was at the 
then Tactical Air Command. It was called TAC back then instead of ACC, Air Combat Command. But I was at their battle staff. So I actually worked from midnight until like eight in the morning, uh, helping to get a lot of the equipment over to theater for the guys that were actually fighting in theater. And as the fact that I didn't deploy overseas, I didn't. I was not forced to get the anthrax vaccine, which I'm very happy about. So I do know some people, some personal friends, who took that vaccine and have had problems to this day with the anthrax vaccine. I had seven of them. Oh my goodness! Seven, Betty. Seven anthrax vaccines. Yeah, I believe it was seven. Wow. Yeah, and did you have any side effects? Okay. What, Just, what was the uh, ramification of it? Uh. Just uh, basically a very sore arm, and it started like as a pimple. And as more that I got them, I ended up yeah. getting a lump in my arm that was big as my fist for about eight or ten months. And it was so you okay. couldn't really touch it. Mm -hmm. I'm hoping I'm fine, but you know that stuff is in my body. You know, mm -hmm. a whole bunch of it. So I was just kind of, it was just an off the wall, nothing against you, you know, being a major, you know, I respect you, but I thought it was kind of odd that there was people that weren't mostly the enlisted, you know, even some of them that weren't deploying had to get it or get out. Wow. Yeah. 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 I, I want to hear from you guys and I'll ask Tom first, what do you think is to come? Do you think there's going to be a, another virus unleashed uh another pandemic if so what's it look like you have any thoughts on that even if it's conjecture what what are you feeling it's going to be three times worse than what we had last time they have already got the people conditioned to stay indoors to wear masks to do we're yeah. seeing people wear masks now so it's going to be worse going to be worse betty says okay i, I was right. shocked at how how easily the american public complied with the mandates on, on the lockdowns and the mm -hmm. six foot rule and the wearing the mask in the restaurant and then being able to take it off at the table when you sat down. All these mm -hmm. nonsensical things that they pushed on us and people went along with it. It was just, it. That, that's what actually brought me back to the Lord, David. I had uh, kind of strayed away for a while when I saw this going on in 2020, all this confusion and chaos. I said, this has to be Satan at work. So mm -hmm. I ran back to the Lord on my knees and begged for forgiveness for doubting him for the for the years I had fallen away. Mm -hmm. and said, Boy, I need to I need to get close to you right now, God, because I can see it happening. Yeah, absolutely. And Spencer, I want you to pull up, if you don't mind, a scripture on uh, you can't serve two masters. Uh, you'll love one, hate the other. And uh, while you're doing that, Spencer, uh, uh, you guys chime in if you want to raise your hand or whatever. What is it going to look like? What are you feeling is going to happen? Is it going to be another pandemic? Is it going to be a financial, uh, well, a financial pandemic? You know, uh, what what do you think that looks like? And before we um, before we go there, I want to read this. No one, can, boy, I can't read that. I'm I got to have an eye operation. Spencer, you you read it. Can you read it for me, buddy? Now they can hear me. No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Matthew 6, 24. Wow, Spencer, give it up for Spencer. Good job, buddy. All right. You're going to be an evangelist yet. Thank you. <laughs> I wanted to bring that up, you guys, because, you know, 
you can't serve two masters. You're going to love one, hate the other. Um, do you all see this, Tom? Do you see this as a master? Meaning when you hit that button on the emails, you had to serve the master of heaven. You had to serve the master of truth. You couldn't be double-minded. It's too painful. What, what say you? Amen. You know, and I gave up a lot of money doing that. Uh, my salary was 165000 a year, which is pretty good money here in Dayton, Ohio. But, and unfortunately, too many people have gone the opposite direction, right? The, the big, I think a lot of the big pharma folks uh, have, you know, they're, they're thinking about the money. They want to, you know, because they've made billions and billions of dollars off of these pharmaceuticals, yeah. these vaccines. And I think they've, they've turned a blind eye to all the vaccine injuries, the death that these vaccines have caused and taken the money instead. And it's just, it's really sinister and it's really turning their back on God. Yeah. And also the analogy of people wearing masks, people six feet apart, people doing whatever they're told to do. It doesn't matter what's behind it. You're just told to do it. This is serving man, right? It's not serving God and uh, taking the vaccine because the, they tell you to do it. This is serving man. It's not serving God. Now, okay. Uh, does anybody have their hand up? Uh yeah, Sunshine does. Okay, Denise, Sunshine, you're up. Denise, Denise had her hand up and it went oh. down. I don't know if it was accidentally, but I heard her hand was up. Okay, well, uh, either one of you can go next. Denise hi, or hi, David. Hi. I, I, I just got spaced by that confusion there. Um, I don't know what I was going to say. What were you just asking? Because I wanted to comment on your question. Oh, my question. My question is, is it going to happen next? Uh, what is it going to happen? Is it another pandemic, financial epidemic? Uh, you know, what, what What do you feel like is the next move of the Antichrist? Uh, okay, I don't I don't know what I was going to say. So if Denise had her hand up, um, let, let her go because I don't remember what I was going to say. All right, Denise, yeah. you're, you're up. Okay. No, all I, I wanted to know is I've heard a lot of chatter um, everywhere, underground, wherever. Uh, about EMF, uh, weaponizing it. Um, and also they are putting up cameras everywhere. They're putting up these new um, lights on the highways that have Wi-Fi capability, camera capability. It's like the whole, it's it's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Just yeah. Just control, control. Right, right. Well, the yeah. cameras is my department. Uh, the, the camera is, it's used to broadcast propaganda, which it's been used. It's now it's used to reverse it. It's used to now spy on you and to see what you're doing, where you are, and even how you think. I'm gonna be speaking at the conference in July on artificial intelligence in Hollywood, uh, what's really going on in Hollywood and how AI is actually here and very few people even know about it. Uh, as far as the EMF, uh, Denise, the, this electronical impulses, and Tom, do you have something to say about that? Well, she, she's right. We have to be careful of the, the, uh, a nuclear bomb that's burst in, in midair as opposed to hitting the ground can cause what's called an yeah, electromagnetic pulse effect that can knock out all electronics and you know throw a whole country into the dark. And yeah. that's something we have to think about because it is something that could happen. Right. So, but if that, yeah. Yeah. Well, if that happens, though, correct me if I'm wrong, the thing that takes out that is probably going to take us out too, right? I mean, yeah. think about it. 
You know, well, you it'll, take, it'll take the communications and the electricity and the, you know, the whole grid down. So it, that in and of itself, even if it doesn't uh, hurt you physically as a person, it's going to cause chaos because <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, people depend on when they turn on that light switch, they want, they want the, you know, they want the light on, they want the heat on, they want the air conditioning on. And if you don't have the, you know, if, in fact, if you haven't got electricity to pump water to your house, you know, because a water mm -hmm. station needed as well. Well, it causes a lot of chaos. Yeah. yeah. The reason I said that I interviewed a doctor and I said, well, what about your impulses of the human body? And he, he was stunned. He just stopped. I said, can't the same thing they do, to an electronic uh, device, can they do that to the impulse of the heart? And you know what he said? He said, "I'm going to research it. It could be a possibility." Oh, wow! That, that yeah, that's what I meant. They yeah. could take us out, folks. Don't think that they're not coming up with this stuff. Uh, it's crazy. We got about two minutes. Uh, uh, Helva, who has their hand up? Sunshine and Betty. Okay, Sunshine and Betty, you go. Oh, sorry. Okay, I finally remembered. It was about the program multiples and Hollywood's movies on you know, with Star Trek and stuff like that. First of all, program multiples, I think, is the next step. That was the answer to your question. Because look at all the unexplained, just ridiculous amounts of mass shootings, including not only the schools where kids are just going and shooting kids. Just crazy. You think that's yeah. not a program multiple? I absolutely think that. Along mm -hmm. with other types of mass shootings where somebody just goes into a place and boom, boom, boom. Somebody flips a switch in their brain and they go and do something stupid. Okay. And then since the 60s, since I grew up, and I, and I loved it because I was a kid, we grew up watching these movies and these TV shows like Star Trek and Twilight Zone and yada, yada. And they all focused on a different way of lifestyle including you know tricorders and ai where where it was something that you could never believe would happen but it got you into the mindset where it would be a kind of cool thing if it would if it did happen and it, it mellowed it it, it it made the brain used to the idea of such a thing because now such a thing is upon us yeah, that's right. People are being that I see coming up next. Yes, it what is in my about the program multiple thing, David. Yes, it is. Uh, yeah, that that could be the next epidemic. They turn program multiples are programmed. There's a trigger, and they're planted all over the United States right now. We're talking hundreds of thousands. I talked to Russ Dizdar. We covered this at the flip of a switch. You could see mass shootings all over. And what would happen that would throw the country into a chaotic state of mind, where people would grab their guns. They would, you know, they think the world's coming to an end. Thank you, Sunshine. That 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 I forgot about. That's a good point. Thank you, Betty. You're Thank up. You yeah, Betty, you're up. Uh, those street lamps also will be connected to those vaccines because I worked with graphene, with uh, Magnaflux. And if you magnetize it, and a lot of those lights are purple, you know, like a black ultraviolet. Mm -hmm. And they can be, you can see them, they'll glow. But also you're going to get that chip, which is a 5G or 6G or 7 or whatever. It's, yeah. it's all going to be connected. So they're going to know who's gotten the jab and who is for the, you know, standing behind the government and who's not. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. you know, just be zapping our cars with that license plate and we'll be pulled over. Just yeah. Because yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, AI is going to rule. It's it's actually, you know, they did a show real, uh, really quick and then I, I got to 
get to Tom, then we got to go. Um, uh, they're saying right now that we might have two years left uh, before AI totally controls our life, and it will happen overnight. We'll wake up one morning. It's going to happen overnight. Uh, thank you, Betty. I appreciate that. Uh, Tom, I want to give you the last word, and then if you'll leave your email for everyone, we've only got about 30 seconds left, brother. Okay, my email is Thomas Haviland at sbcglobal.net. And uh, I guess my last word is in terms of taking these vaccines, which I think are causing a lot of harm and are dangerous, I would advise you as you're the last line of defense, you as a, as a, as a Christian don't have to take these if you don't want to. Because yeah. don't depend on your government, don't depend on Big Pharma to tell you not to take them because they're going to tell you to take them. Okay. But, yeah. I'm advising not to. <laughs> okay, real quick. Uh, what does someone do if they did take it? What, what's your advice? Uh, Dr. Peter McCullough has said that uh, the drug called natokinase, N-A-T-T-O-K-I-N-A-S-E, also bromelain and NAC, N-A-C, have shown some promise in uh, dissolving these white fibrous clots and clotting problems that people might be having. Yeah, okay. Yeah, thank you. And also, and Sunshine mentioned this, I agree. We go to the great physician in the, in the sky. I believe in the name of Jesus. We can command, command the vaccine out of our body. I believe it. I believe just like raising the dead, uh, we can raise the dirty demons out of that vaccine and they're gone. Uh, Tom, thank you so much. I appreciate it, buddy. Uh, thank Tom you, David. Happle, great warrior for Christ. Hey, if you guys would like to know more about the ministry, would you email, email me, please, at admin at davidhevener.tv. Uh, if you want to be prayed for, we'd love to pray for you, admin at davidhevener.tv. If you would like to pray for us, uh, you can go to davidhevener.tv forward slash give. If you would like to support this min ministry financially, uh, get any of our product, or get involved in Last Evangelist, uh, we, we need to finish that up. Uh, if you'd like to donate to that, lastevangelist.com. Uh, please call 844-806. We want to pray for you and we want to hear from you. I love you guys. Uh, just remember, you never really lived. You found someone worth dying for. I'm talking Jesus. God bless you guys. See you next week. And we're clear.